Welcome to the Work in Progress podcast, the show that talks all things personal development. Whether your goals include being physically fitter, building better habits that serve you, or becoming more successful in business, you'll find something for you in the material shared. Today, though, I'm joined by Katie Bishop, a personal trainer, axe thrower, pro wrestler, single mama four, and all-round badass. In this episode, she talks to me about how she fits everything in, how she's learned to be true to herself, and why we should all put ourselves first sometimes even with regards to our family. So sit back, enjoy the episode with me, your host, Dean Grimshaw. So Katie, welcome to the first podcast. Hello. Thanks for being my first guest. <laughs> <laughs> so how are you today? I'm good, yeah. It feels like it's been a long week despite being in this uh, quarantine weirdness, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm doing all right. Good sunshine. I'm, I'm happy with that at least. Oh, the weather's fantastic. I was going to say how you're coping because to me all the days are the same. Well, yeah, same here. The week is. <laughs> <laughs> same here. Every day is the same now. But um, but I'm enjoying it. I'm just thankful that we didn't get this quarantine in November when it's uh, freezing cold and dark at four o'clock. Oh, absolutely. In one breath, you can't go out too much. But in another breath, it would have been absolutely miserable, wouldn't it? If you absolutely. Shut in and the drizzle, the snow and the ice. Yeah. And I'm so blessed as well to have a garden. I know I've, I've often thought about the people that are living in the top of a tower block in the middle of London or something and they haven't got access oh, yes. to the garden. They must be going absolutely mad, you know, it must be horrible. Yeah, we're lucky to be in the same situation. So absolutely yeah. be grateful for that. That's absolutely, fantastic. Yeah. So. I know you, and I, I, we've been chatting for quite a while, but I'm thinking for the listeners and, and for the people who, who maybe don't know Katie Bishop yet, who are you? <laughs> um, that's a really... <laughs> I know, that, 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 that's a huge question, so if you can try and minimise it down, you know, to, to just half an hour or something. <laughs> <laughs> it is a complicated question. Um, I am... Um, I'm Katie Bishop. I am Katie Bishop. I am Astrid the Viking. I am a pro wrestler. Um, I'm an axe throwing instructor. <laughs> I'm a personal trainer wow. and a fitness instructor. Take your pick. <laughs> and I'm a single mum of four children. Now, I knew you was an axe thrower, but I didn't realise you were an axe thrower instructor. Oh, yeah, I am, yeah. <laughs> I am. Oh, wow. I started doing that last year because lots of my friends, because of the Astrid the Viking uh, wrestling uh, lots of my friends kept sending me this um, advert on Facebook, which was asking for people to apply to become axe throwing instructors. And I got sent it so many times in the end, I just thought, oh, go on then. And uh, I dropped the guy an email and it turned out he only lived 10 miles down the road from me. Um, so he's like, yeah, come on over. So I went and met him and um, yeah, I just, I threw some axes and he was like, well, you look the part. Um, and he's like, and you can throw an axe. Um, and he's like, do you want a job? And I was like, yeah, go on then. So we basically just take this rig around to various kind of festivals and events and um, people come and throw axes with us. Wow. Hmm. Is, is there like a vetting procedure? So when people come in, they go, oh, I don't think you should be throwing axes, mate. Or, or, <laughs> or, 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 do, you, or do, you train, do you train anyone? <laughs> uh, if they've got a kind of delirious look in their eye, they tend to get, you know, no employment happens. But um, most of the people are, are, are pretty cool. There's, as long as you can throw an axe, you know, pretty much anyone can give it a go. Well, we've gone off at a tangent there with the axe throwing, but I suppose the bit I caught there is pro wrestler. You're a spin instructor. Mm. Uh, now also you're an axe throwing instructor teacher and you've also got four children of which I believe you're a single mum. So mm. the obvious question is, how the heck do you do all? <laughs> <laughs> I get asked that quite a lot. Um, the, the truth is, 
um it's not easy um it's long days and um and it's being tired sometimes but I think that my sort of philosophy on life is that the the hardest things uh, the best things in life are the hardest things to come by so if you've got to work hard for something be it giving up your time or your energy um to get something out of it at the end then it's worth doing um so and I like I like variety which is why obviously I do all the all of these different things um but with regards to how do I fit it all in it is simply just time you know I, I I have to sort of spread myself out and I have to be careful how I manage my diary I try not to be a yes yes man or yes woman um so you have to be very careful about what you commit to and don't overstretch yourself and if it wasn't for google diaries I would literally be like let down Lucy and I'm sorry for all the Lucys out there I don't mean it but um you know without my diary I literally have to put in my diary every single day every single thing that I need to do even if it's just posting a letter it goes into my diary because without that timetable I would I would lose myself because there are some days where I go to eight different places for eight different jobs in a day do you know what I mean yep Mm. in fact planning this this podcast and cashing up for this like I I saw it in action so you're one of you're one of those people that a you're very well planned but b you're not afraid to say no no (laughs) (laughs) whereas most of the people without being unfair to them that are going to let you down are the people who just agree to everything yeah and And it's such a shame because they don't they don't mean to let you down they actually want to do the opposite they want to please you and often the the desire to be a people pleaser gets you into trouble yeah so i try not to yeah i try not to let people down i try not to let my desire to please people overtake my um you know ability to deliver it, it, yeah, because I was I was I was asking that question for myself as much as for people listening. I was thinking, how do you do? Because I've got four children. Mm. There's two of us with me and my wife, and I'm thinking, how does this last do it? I mean, how? Because I, I I find I don't get room to breathe. With four yeah, children, you know? I mean, I think it's... also my children are a little little bit older. My youngest child is ten, and my oldest is nearly nineteen. So. Um, and the two in between are 14 and 15. So obviously I've been a single parent now for five years. So obviously they weren't that age then. So as the years have gone by of single parenthood, um, it's gotten a little bit easier each time. Um, But, you know, it is just about balancing it all off really. And um, I think as well, I, I do everything myself. Like I... I take my son to school. The older ones take themselves to school, but I take my son to school. Then I go off and do my work for the day. Then I pick my son up, bring him home. I cook the dinner and then I go out and do a couple more jobs in the evening. So it yep. it does make for a long day, but it is just careful planning really. And choosing the things that you like the most. Right. Making sure that the, the best stuff has got its allotted time. Yeah. Because you know, if you, if you enjoy what you're doing, you're more motivated to do it, aren't you? So if your days are filled with drudgery and and chores and things that you hate, it's going to be much harder to motivate yourself to achieve those things. But, you know, all of my jobs are fun. I mean, you know, personal training people, fitness instructor, you know, spin classes, they're kick-ass. I love doing spin classes. I just go in and pump up the tunes really loud and shout at people. And I'm like, come on. And they're loving it and I'm loving it. And throwing axes and being a wrestler, it's all just fun stuff. So even though I'm tired a lot, um, I'm enjoying what I'm doing. So I get it done. So, so the takeaway I've got from that is careful planning and be be upfront and honest if you can't do it. Yeah. And choose choose to do the things that you enjoy. 
you know we spend a lot of a lot of time in our jobs particularly don't we away from home um and I know it's easier said than done for some people but if you can choose to do a job that you get enjoyment out of um it's 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 much easier to do isn't it absolutely and I suppose going moving on to some of the other topics I was thinking you know having known you you're quite a character <laughs> so when I when, when I think of you doing the spin classes and there's a question I want to ask about the spin classes, uh-huh. and that is, what is Wacky Socks Wednesday? And because <laughs> <laughs> and, and the reason I want to ask it is because I tend to come from the opinion that you've been to one spin class, you've been to them all. So I'm not the greatest. I'm not the greatest fan of spin. I've done quite a few sessions over the years, and I've mm. hated every single one. <laughs> and and I can honestly say, and I don't mean this to be unfair to the people I trained with. I've never ever remembered any of my instructors. Oh wow! I, it, you haven't it been to my felt, class. It always felt like, yeah, I've been to one class, I've been them all, and you know, you, you, you're working <laughs> hard. There's a bit of I hate the instructor going on when, when I'm doing a session, <laughs> which tends to be that they're quite good, really. Yeah. But I just never, I never remember them. Yeah. Um, I get the impression that's not how <laughs> no, in your you... class view, view you. <laughs> no. So, so what, what? What's your approach to spin? And also, like, I, I know I've kind of teased you with it. But what is wacky? Socks Wednesday for okay, okay so um <laughs> Wacky Socks Wednesday oh so it's it's a bit of a sort of sort of two-prong answer really because you know you're saying about like instructors not being particularly memorable Wacky Socks Wednesday is kind of why I am memorable it's one of the sort of <clears throat> things about me so as an instructor um my personality just comes out into my class because and and some people are more able as an instructor than others to interact with their classes some some instructors just go in and teach the class and and that's it but I just feel like this class is like a performance almost when I go in I'm putting on a show so it's not like it's the Katie Bishop show don't get me wrong I still do my job but exercise generally can be quite quite hard work um you get a lot of people there that are feeling a bit shy and self-conscious Um, And I just think if I take that away from them by being an absolute wally at the front of the class, um, they they, they don't think about themselves then. They just get on and do the work and they're laughing at me and they're having a good time. Um, It makes the class go quicker. It takes away their shyness and and it brings everyone together in group exercise. It's like that's why people come to group exercise, because they don't like doing stuff on their own. So my shenanigans kind of brings everyone together. And that's where the Wacky Socks Wednesday came from. So basically, um, (laughs) there's a company um, that make these sort of like hockey socks and football socks. And they're they're, they're called Wacky Socks. And and I love them, basically. I love them. And I don't get paid to promote them. (laughs) But I absolutely love their socks. And um, I, I would always wear them into class. They're, they're proper sports socks. They're very comfortable to wear, especially when you've got your feet in the, in the pedals on the cleats and whatnot. And, um, and it just became a thing where I would just wear these socks and people would comment on my socks. And then just it just evolved. I started because I'd wear them to every class. And then I just started doing this Wacky Socks Wednesday. So I would take a picture of myself and put a picture on Instagram or Facebook and be like, it's Wacky Socks Wednesday, who's coming to class, and all that sort of stuff. So promoting the class, but just doing it in a fun sort of silly way. And then my clients started wearing the socks. They'd, they, they'd, they'd go and buy them, 
and then they would wear them to class and then they would be like look look you know we're in the gang and I'm like wow it's the wacky <laughs> socks gang and then I would have it like where I'd have like half the class wearing wacky socks or they'd go to like America and they'd take their socks with them and send me a picture of them at the Grand Canyon wearing their wacky socks um and uh we we even did um a charity spinathon once and i had some custom made wacky socks that said spin junkie on them um and sold loads of them and all the profit went to charity so um so that was really cool but it was just a really fun the wacky socks gang everyone came to class it was like people looked forward to wednesday and go into that yeah. particular class because we could take the picture and they got a little shout out on Facebook and then all their friends would be like, wow, you're so good going to that spin class. God, I couldn't do a spin class. And it just kind of made everyone feel like they was part of something, but they got a little bit of a kind of, not you know, like an ego boost, but a little, do you know what I mean? Just like a little lift yeah. because people were saying, wow, you're well done for going to that class. Do you know what I mean? So that's where Wacky Socks Wednesday came from. Yeah, well, I saw it from a distance. I was watching on because I've never been to your your class because uh, I'm probably the other end of the country. But I remember following it online with the engagement, and I was almost thinking, I wish I went to that class. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because because I, when I went to spin, you know, it was because I was a bit tubby, and you have to you you got you got to work your butt off. Mm. And I was always like, you know, when you sort of put your name forward, and you think, well. 10 minutes before I leave the house, I might change my mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm 50 50. Oh, I feel a bit of a sore throat. Oh, I must be overtraining. I better take it take it easy. Yeah. And I, but I was seeing with the engagement on your group, is you was almost doing like your battle cry in the morning of mm. like, who, who's ready for Wacky Socks Wednesday? <laughs> exactly. Even like 24 hours, 48 hours prior to the event, you see people putting their own selfies on saying, I'm ready. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just so fun. I was, and... I was like, I've never seen people that keen the day before a spin class. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, wow, I, I don't know, I don't know what they're putting in the uh, drinking water when, when they're training in that <laughs> that gym. Yeah. But wow, they, you know, they, they got some people motivated. And yeah, I just which, love which, teaching which... spin. It's so fun as well. So you know, I just you know, you get people excited about it. The sock thing was just you know another sort of element of it, but it was just like exciting people about it, getting people to want to come, and then when they turn up. I'm there with my hair sticking up and my tattoos and I put on loads of rock music and just I'm just like, whoa, let's go. You know? Let's have it. Yeah, and they just love it. And so so some people come and they're not even particular. I don't always play rock music. That is my preferred thing. But um, some people come and they don't even necessarily like all of the tracks that I select because obviously it's a very personal thing, musical taste. But, um, but the class is so so sort of fun even if i do say so myself that um it doesn't matter to them because they get entertained yeah mm. well the energy makes a big difference which which leads us nicely on to astrid so <laughs> <laughs> when when you was mentioning your spin classes you, you put it quite rightly i think you like to put on a show yeah so how did you end up even getting well when i say how did you end up i mean you, you're an axe instructor you're a spin class instructor <laughs> but how did how did you end up thinking yeah, I could be a pro wrestler. Well, I, I didn't, to be honest with you. A lot of the people that wrestle um, have grown up watching wrestling. Um, you know, they're, and I don't mean this in a nasty way, but they're, they're like wrestling nerds. Do you know what I mean? They, they grew up watching The Undertaker and Hulk Hogan and The Rock and whoever. Do you know what I mean? And they and that's why they want to be a wrestler, because they've seen their... What's th wrong with those guys? <laughs> <laughs> they just they just seen them and they're like, these are my superheroes and I this is who I want to be. And that's, that's how people get into wrestling most of the time. 
Um, but I didn't grow up watching wrestling. Um, I watched it a bit when I was a kid, but basically I grew up and I had my children and I did the mum thing and the married thing. And then when I split from my husband, um, I went on a dating app (laughs) and um, this is probably the most weird story of how someone got into wrestling, but I went on a a dating app and I got chatting to this guy who was an ex-professional wrestler and um, we met. There was never any romantic involvement or nothing like that, but we we met um, and we had had a couple of glasses of wine and we chatted. And he said, have you ever thought about being a pro wrestler? And I was like, no. Like, <laughs> who, who just thinks of being a pro wrestler? Like, that's such a weird thing, isn't it? And I was like, no, I haven't. And he's like, well, I just think you should because you've got a really strong look. And um, if you're able to do the moves and, and you know, whatnot... Um, you, you know, you'd go far because you, you, you've got it, you know, you've got, you've got what people want. And I was like, oh, all right. And he's like, well, I'm actually opening up a wrestling school um, with an ex-WWE wrestler from America um, in Croydon. And we're going to be doing tryouts. Why don't you come and try out? And I was like, go on then. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I did. And um, I went down there and uh, I got in the ring and they made me do some sort of basic kind of moves just to see if I had like what it took to, you know, like roly polies and bridges and stuff like that. Um, and then they interviewed me and they was like, yeah, you know, you, we could definitely teach you to wrestle. Um, there you go. So and that's how I got into wrestling by a dating app. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's the first time I heard that story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wasn't ready. And then... so, so basically you went on a date. And the, and the guy that you was on a date with said, you look like you'd be a pro wrestler. Yeah, basically. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't sound like a textbook first date, does it? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, yeah, so that's what happened. And here I am, like, four years later, um, and I'm wrestling. So he was oh, right. Wow. Oh, well, yeah. Do you still um, know him? Is he still part yeah, of the circuit? Yeah, we're still friends. Yeah, I still talk to him, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he'll probably, he'll probably be listening to this, chuckling over that story then, because he knows it too well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a funny and, and then story. the and then the extension of going into pro wrestling again. We're talking about Katie Bishop here. She doesn't do it like everyone else. She's got a full character, <laughs> Astrid the Viking. Mm. So, where did Astrid come from? Was it something that was recommended to you or is it something that was a part of you and you introduced it into wrestling? Okay. So, um, when I started to wrestle, I didn't know a thing about anything like at all, nothing. So I had lots of questions for my trainers. And one of the ones was like, who do I wrestle as? What, what should be my, they call it character. It's, it's, it's called a gimmick in wrestling. So I was like, what, what should be my gimmick? You know, when I wrestle, And my trainers said to me very early on, the best gimmicks are the ones that are the most believable. So the best thing you can do is take take something of yourself and just make it bigger. And I was like, right. okay." so I just loved all things to do with Vikings. I'd been doing I'd been taking part in for a couple of years prior in um it's called a gladiator camp a friend of mine runs it and I actually now help run it funnily enough um but I was taking part in that and it was all sort of like gladiator like Spartacus and all that sort of stuff warriors and all that and off the back of that 
I, I happened upon the Viking series on TV on the History Channel and I'd been watching that and I just like fell in love with the Viking way um, because, you know, the sort of classic sort of vision of Vikings is that they were, you know, pillagers and rapers and, they you know, they, they burned down churches and, and all the rest of it. But actually, prior to the travel and, and the sort of heinous acts that they committed along their way, they were farmers and and family people and they had really strong family values and um uh, you know i was so interested in their gods you know there, there's so many various various gods that they've got um and i really i just really was so interested in their way of life um and everything about them um and i'd done a i'd been invited to a fancy dress party prior to being a wrestler <clears throat> and um the theme was vikings so I was like, this is my moment. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, right. And I put together a fancy dress costume like you wouldn't believe. I got things imported from Italy and I had things handmade. And like I went all out and I spent about 300 quid getting this fancy dress costume together. So, so, and I just loved it and I loved it and loved it. But it, obviously it, after the party in, in the cupboard, it went until my wrestling trainer was like, take something you love something about you and make it bigger and I was like right I know what I'm gonna do then and I just got my fancy dress costume out of the cupboard and I was like Astrid the Viking you are born and and it just kind of went from there I literally adapted my fancy dress costume into something that would be ring wearable and um and that was that's all the rest is history really um that's how Astrid happened. I just love Vikings. I look like a Viking. I'm, you know, it, it just fitted absolutely. And it's it's believable because I I already kind of live live it in my life in a lot of ways. Do you know what I mean? People in my community, they're like, oh, that's, that's Katie. She's, you know, it's Astrid the Viking. Do you know what I mean? So, um, Oh, absolutely I do. Which, which was kind of why I was kind of leading that way because I was thinking... Uh, how much of you is in Astrid, if that makes sense. And, and you kind of touched on it already that really all you've done is embellish a part of who you already are. So I was kind of hoping to dig, well, how much of you is in Astrid or how much of Astrid is in you? Um, at the moment, the truth is that there's less of Katie in Astrid than I'd like. So learning to wrestle is one thing, but getting your... Um, your gimmick over properly is something else, you know? And a friend of mine said to me uh, last year, we'd been to a show and um, after the show, it was late. We'd packed all the ring up and all the rest of it. And we was going home and we stopped at a late night garage to get some snacks. And I was running around the petrol station going like, ooh, pork pies, ooh, and just throwing stuff in my basket, just like, ooh, you know. And he just laughed at me and was shaking his head. And I was like, what? And he's like, I have never met anyone more in gimmick outside of the ring than in it. And I was just <laughs> like, oh. And it's really stuck with me what he said, because he's absolutely right. The biggest sort of uh, display of character from me is more outside the ring. So when I'm being a fitness instructor, when I'm in the front of a spin class, when I'm in my community, when I'm, you know, working for the festival team that I work with, all, all of that stuff, that's when I'm at my biggest and boldest. And I haven't quite managed just yet to get as much of 
Katie Bishop into Ashen as I would like, it's quite tricky to translate a big character into a Viking without it being slapstick and being a bit yeah. silly. Um, people think of Vikings as being kind of um, moody and sort of skulking about, you know, s- stalking their prey and all that sort of stuff. And there is an absolute other side to Vikings, as I said to you, which is why I really fell in love with them in the beginning, um, where they're kind and clever um, and, and you know, they've, they've got comedy. Um, but translating comedy into wrestling without it being silly isn't always easy. So actually getting Katie Bishop into Astrid is one of my big sort of projects at the moment. Oh, that's interesting. So mm. the characters are work in progress then for you? Yeah, Astrid the Viking very much is. I mean, I've 100% got the look down um, and I can wrestle. Um, but yeah, getting the getting Katie Bishop, I, I want Astrid to be bigger than she already is. And I know that, that when you hear that, you probably think, bigger? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> she's big enough. But she's not big enough. I want Astrid to be even bigger. Astrid has got places that she still needs to go. And uh, and I'm going to get her there. So that's a work in progress, absolutely. But I think all yeah. things in life are really. You don't kind of just ever get to an end point. There's always more to learn and to develop. Do you know what I mean? So, oh, absolutely. And that's that's the ethos of this podcast. You know, the work in progress podcast. Mm. As in, we're we're playing an infinite game. Yeah, you know, exactly. There's always tomorrow. Now, one of the things that drew me to reach out to you and get you on the podcast, and I think you know, I mentioned it sort of in, in the preparation of the notes, was you're just such a bold person and you're just so unashamed and unapologetic about being you. Mm. And unfortunately, that's quite rare in today's world. Like, I find a lot of people have that something inside of them that's just not coming out. Yeah. And and it might be being a pro wrestler. It might be being a bit wacky at spin classes. It might just be being a bit more bold, a bit mischievous, a bit cheeky. And there's a lot of people that are kind of keeping a lid on it. Mm. Now, for yourself, you just seem to really be so comfortable with who you are mm. and so bold about it. And let's let's be honest, some people look at it and go, wow, gosh, that, that's a character. Mm. And people have different opinions on what they think of those characters. Yeah. But, you're, but you've always come across of, well, some people will like it, some people will love it. But whatever, I'm Katie Bishop. So how do you get to that place where you're that comfortable in your own skin? Mm. Is it something you, you, you've always had? No, <clears throat> it isn't something that you just have. Um, I think for me, um, kind of going back to sort of my childhood, I spent a lot of my, a lot of my years growing up not being comfortable with myself. It was the absolute opposite. I always, I well, you know what I look like. Um... I'm not like the girls. I mean, I've always been strong. I've always looked strong. Um, And, and it's really strange really, because (laughs) I I don't, I'm not like a freak, but I just do look different for some reason. I, I, you know, and obviously now in my later years, I train in the gym and stuff now. So I've obviously enhanced my physique to look stronger than what I did before, but I've always looked that way. And growing up, I just wanted to be like the other girls. I wanted to be more petite. I wanted straight blonde hair like the other girls that the boys fancied, you know, and I just spent my whole time wishing I wasn't me. Um, and was just a bit miserable, really. I, I, you know, wasn't very happy in my own skin and, you know, grew up through my sort of teenage years, got married quite young. Um, and I don't believe really in my married life, I fully allowed myself to just be myself. Do you know what I mean? It's only been since I 
separated from my husband that I've really started to explore all of the things that I want to do like having tattoos and um shaving my head and being a wrestler and just taking chances you know I'm 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 you know as I said at the beginning of the podcast you can't say yes to everything because you don't you can't spread yourself too thin but I'm not a no person you know I like to I like to try new things if I'm given an opportunity to try something or go somewhere or meet someone or you know whatever it is so um it's all I didn't really start doing that properly until like five years ago in all honesty and I'm 41 next month um it takes a long time I think for some people to really you know be comfortable in their own skin and and it sometimes takes a big life-changing event for that to happen and I think for me it was um separating from my husband I think I spent most of my years before that being completely unsure of myself but having got to that point where I did separate I was suddenly sort of thrust into this new world of internet dating which I'd never done before um and meeting people and and having opportunities and and the freedom to go out and do other stuff whereas before as a married woman I wouldn't have been able to not because I was controlled or anything like that it wasn't like I was in this horrible oppressive relationship but just because perhaps even in my own mind as a married woman I would have thought I can't do that do you know what I mean yeah so I, I guess it's classic sort of human behavior where you almost downplay your own qualities and you think, oh, well, I want to be like something outside of myself. I think we all do it. Yeah. You know, I know I, I know I've done it. Cause I'm, I'm a short bloke. I'm always like, I wish I was tall. I wish I was this. Yeah. I wish I was that. And then you forget, actually, who are you? Yeah. You know? What about me? The yeah. other thing I think that's been quite key is t- to me being being me now and being happy just kind of being a bit of a wally sometimes and not caring what people think of me is having children because as they grew up I'd watch them I'd take them to their friends birthday parties for example and all the other kids would be running around having a good time bouncing on the bouncy castle and you know joining in with the head shoulders knees and toes or whatever it was and my kids like would be stood behind my leg too shy to join in and I was like oh you're missing out like you're you're missing out like you're, you're, they're all having fun and you're not and I know how that feels because I can remember doing that I can remember standing at the side as a child or as a teenager or as an adult and watching other people doing things and wishing that I was doing them but being too scared or shy to take part um and then regretting it later and and that was another thing that I I think has helped me to just learn to be myself because I don't want to miss out on anything anymore. And when you hold back, especially with just yourself and your personality, you're not being true to yourself. You'll never be a hundred percent happy and you just miss out on so much stuff. Don't you? Oh, absolutely. I've got my hand up at the moment. I can relate to those sort of past experiences where I was basically on the sidelines watching the game, Mm. you know, and then as you get older, you get a bit more experience and hopefully a bit more wisdom. You realize, actually, I could just sub myself on. I can get in the game. Yeah. And and you're, you're absolutely right. I remember with my eldest children, they were very much meek, mild, hanging back. And I remember thinking that myself I was thinking is this an example that I'm showing them am I showing them how to get out into the world Mm. and and to get involved because it is a bit monkey see monkey do isn't it yeah absolutely and uh, and they do take on what's around them and they they need to see you getting out there yeah so power to you for doing it yeah 
Yeah, I, f- I feel like it's a little bit like, yeah, like what you're saying, if, if you lead by example, other people follow. And I think often, you know, when you see that sort of crazy person in the middle of the park playing their music on their, you know, little portable speaker and dancing and they're the only one that's yeah. dancing. And but but you look at them and, and I almost almost exclusively the people that look at that person that's dancing will be looking at them in admiration they will be going like oh i wish i had that confidence to do that you know and the person that's doing the dancing maybe they feel a little bit shy but once they get into it they don't care and they're having a great time and everyone around them is looking at and wishing that they was them and and but but when you're in those moments of feeling shy and not wanting to join in often what you're thinking is that if you do it everyone's going to be looking at you and judging you and thinking you're an idiot when actually they won't they'll be admiring you just like you admiring that person dancing in the park do you know what I mean and I think oh absolutely we get it so mixed up in our own heads we often don't see the truth do you know what I mean and I think that for me personally has been what I've kind of tried to think about with regards to myself like be free do the thing that you want to do if you want to dance in Tesco's go and dance in Tesco's it doesn't matter you know sing even if you can't sing that great it doesn't matter singing feels so good do all of the things that you want to do because actually no one's going to be judging me they're actually going to be admiring me because they wish they had the guts to do it too and that is 100 percent true hmm. um I, I wished i could have just embodied it at a younger age yeah me too <laughs> me too but but like you say these things comes with experience and wisdom yeah now, and maybe just listening not... you know like if, if you can if you can train yourself earlier if you're if you're more open when you're younger you could potentially harness that ability at a younger age. Yeah. You listen to things like this, like the podcast, listen to other people's experiences and maybe try and take a little bit of something out of it. Absolutely. And part of it is just making that jump and then realising that no one really judged you. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. You, you just got, but, but that's very difficult to do, I know, yeah. uh, at, at certain times. But once you sort of get that courage, you think, no, I'm just going to do it. And like you say, as long as it's true to you and it's something that you really feel, mm. you're going to go with it and you're going to enjoy it. Obviously, you can't put on a facade and pretend to be something for someone else because that's the thing where everyone's self-conscious. Yeah. Because the whole reason you were doing it was to try and impress someone yeah. else. Therefore, and people see through it straight away. Exactly. So you're conscious about whether or not it actually got the desired effect. Yeah. But if you're doing it for yourself, then absolutely get in there and dance like no one's watching me. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> I've got the classic dad. I've got the classic dad dancing now. Though, so it's Are thumbs, you doing it now? Thumbs out. <laughs> yeah, I am. It's like you can see me. I knew it. <laughs> I don't know what happened the second I become a father. I, I thought I was pretty cool. You know, I thought I could. I thought I had some moves. But then the second, the second that baby girl came to earth, it's like. I don't know. I've just suddenly got the dad dancing. <laughs> <laughs> and do you know what? I like you. I love it. Yeah, nothing wrong with that at all. <laughs> um, so we're probably not far from wrapping up, but w- when we was putting the podcast together, we had a question come in from a guy called Cornelius, and he wanted to ask you if, if, if that's okay. He said, being in and out of the spotlight as you are and very busy, he said, how do you balance yourself between two very different worlds? Huh. <laughs> we sort of touched on this a little bit at the beginning, didn't we, with like sort of management of my day, really. Um, but how do I how do I balance it? I guess. Also, also, do you find there's like a psychological balance of like getting in and out of character or, or um, is it quite smooth of just being yourself to a level? Yeah. I, I think no, there's not really, because I think I am who I am, even in front of my children. When I go to wrestle, for example, I'm I'm with 
the wrestlers how I am in front of my children. Probably more sweary in front of the wrestlers, to be fair. And we talk about things we, I would never speak about with my children. But the point of it is my the way I present myself is exactly the same wherever I go. So psychologically, there's not really a switch from one place to another. You know, when I'm at work or I'm with my children or I'm wrestling, my sort of psyche is the same. Um, I think balancing the sort of the two worlds, you know, sort of my if you put wrestling into my work world and then my family life as, as a separate thing. So, so those two worlds, I think the balance just comes from choice, really. Um, you know, you have to give yourself wherever you are to whatever you're doing. So I just try and be in the moment, really, when I'm at home and I'm with my children. I try not to be always on my phone. Um, I try to give them attention so that when I'm away, I don't have to be constantly on the phone checking up on them. You know, I just, I just try and be in the moment. I think that's how I balance it. That's that, that's good. And again, I think we're all in that space sometimes, especially with currently working from home and this sort of thing, where the the work life and the home life is starting to creep overlapping. Yeah. And I think we're all, I think we're all in a space where we're conscious of that at the moment. Where we just want to say, actually, you know, when we're home, we're present. And when we're at work, we're present because otherwise we'll be home when we're at work and at work when we're at home. Yeah. And next thing you know, it's, it's all a bit of a mishmash, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's sometimes just not putting pressure on yourself as well. Like with the children, I mean, like I said, my youngest is 10, but sometimes if we want to have a late night and just sit on my bed and have a cuddle and, and you know, chat, that's what we do. And if that's what we need to do to make sure that I get the balance and that I get the time with them, then that's what we do. So that's all right. But it is just choices. Sometimes I have to say no to stuff to keep the balance, you know. So I have said no before now to jobs or, uh, you know, to a wrestling show or I've had to say no to my children because I've got a show that I can't say no to. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's it, it's just being honest, really, about what you've been doing and, and where your balance is. Do you know what I mean? And if you feel that the sort of scales are tipping too far one way, you need to make some choices to bring it back and, and you just need to be honest about, like I say, where your levels are. So, yeah. No, it make, makes absolute sense. And you're right. And you're right to the level sometimes where I'm thinking, actually, I'm taking notes here myself because sometimes to know it, you still have to incorporate it into your life and you have to keep reminding yourself mm. to make those distinctions. You know, I, those I would choices. say, sorry, I just want to make this point as well. As a parent, sometimes it's really difficult to say no to your children but I think it's important that you learn to because you're entitled to have a life too outside of your family and outside of being a parent, you know, you're allowed to do stuff. And actually when you do allow yourself the opportunity to do that, you enhance yourself as a person. Therefore you give yourself an opportunity to maybe even be a better parent just because you did say no to your kids sometime and you went off and you did that thing for yourself, whether it's an exercise class or a new job or a weekend away or whatever it is, if you feel that you, not you, the parent, but you need something, I think it's important that you try and take that because that's about balance too. And I think often parents forget that they can say no to their children because they feel like it's making them a bad parent when actually sometimes it's doing the opposite. Yeah, I, I can relate to that totally. There's been periods where I've forgot my own identity mm. almost because you're so busy being a husband, a father, you know, an employee, all these things that you forget, well, actually, if you take the activity away, who is Dean? Yeah. And, I, and I think we've all been there yeah. where it's like, actually, we've lost our identity a little bit. Yeah. And when we start to lose our identity, that's where we kind of look at people like you and go, 
oh, I wish I could be like her. Just mm. going out there and being herself. I wish I could be like that man dancing in the field next to his music. Mm. I wish I could be. And and that wish I could be is basically just a yearning for your own identity to come out. Yeah. Well, all, but, all of that, without without a sort of plan, it's it's just a dream. But if, you know, you start to make some choices, it becomes a goal. Do you know what I mean? 100%. Absolutely. Well, I think the pair of us could go on talking for ages. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and and we've, we've only touched on a few topics that I think have got a lot more material in, but I think we're probably going to need to start bringing it to a close. Sure. And before we do wrap up, though, how do the people listening find out more about Katie Bishop? Because I'm pretty sure there's people out there now who want to check out your social media pages. They probably want to find out where you're going to be wrestling. They want to find out how they can learn about Astrid. So, so where can people go to learn more about you and what you're up to? Um, well, you can find Astrid the Viking on Facebook and on Instagram. So you can definitely find me there. Um, I work for various wrestling promotions around the South and hope after the quarantine is lifted to work for some more. Um, but yeah, you just, just have a little Google. You'll find me. Yeah, brilliant. And where can we find out more about the wrestling? Because I remember you saying as well, that there's a lot more wrestling going on than we realise. I know my, my boy's mad about wrestling. And, it, and you suggested that there's probably been some events in the area that I could have taken him to. Yeah. And I just wasn't really aware. So there are, there are probably hundreds of wrestling promotions all over the UK. <clears throat> um, and it's almost a little bit of like an underground sort of entertainment sport. You know, it's not sort of advertised through the normal channels. And you'll often see, if you look, uh, posters... Um, you know sort of stuck on in shop windows and stuff like that or you know community boards or lamp posts or whatever um is the sort of normal way to um advertise wrestling but if you're interested in wrestling i would suggest you go on facebook and just go on the search bar and type in wrestling wrestling show wrestling promotion and that kind of thing just those types of keywords and you'll start to it'll start to give up um some suggestions for you because I could give you so many names, but that would only be sort of skimming the surface. But because of the algorithms, if you start searching wrestling or on Google in your area, you'll start getting suggestions come at, thrown at you. And there's loads and some are better than others. You know, I don't want to talk dirty about anyone, but it's a fact. Um, so I would say if you go to a wrestling show and you think, you know, well, that wasn't that great. Don't be put off. Go again, because there are some fantastic promotions up and down the country, some really, really good ones. And they're so different. Some of them are really sort of athletic and uh, guys are doing loads of the sort of flips and all the really sort of gymnastic stuff. And then other ones are more sort of um, sort of comic book sort of heroes type wrestling and lots of crowd interaction and fun for the kids sort of family shows. So, um, yeah, get on Google, get on Facebook, use the keywords and, and see what you've got, because there's there's loads and they're, they're huge, huge fun. So there you go. You've heard it there, there, guys. Get on Instagram, get on Facebook, follow Astrid and learn all about what's happening in your area. So if I could just thank you, Katie, for joining me today and, and get my podcast off the ground with the first ever show. You're welcome. And uh, hopefully we can catch you on here again because there seems to be a lot we haven't covered yet. And you keep bringing up more topics. It's <laughs> <is> fantastic. Sorry, <laughs> uh, Dean. But, <laughs> but no, it's brilliant. And, and hopefully we can catch up again. Sure, I'd love that. Thank you so much. What a fantastic role model. I hope you got as much value from that chat as I got. I certainly took a few notes myself, especially the bit about putting yourself first at all the right times. So fantastic. Really appreciate it being on board. And I appreciate you as well for listening. If you'd like to keep up with it, please do. You'll find us in all the usual places. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Dean Grimshaw. And I'm on Facebook as well. You'll find my page, Dean Grimshaw-Performance Coaching. Also, if you want to head on over to the website, deangrimshaw.com, 
You can also sign up to the newsletter and never miss a thing.